listening to Downworlder Dish, a Shadowhunter Chronicles podcast. All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 134, where we will be discussing chapter 24 of Clockwork Princess, The Measure of Love. I'm Kristen. I'm Robin. And I'm Amanda. <sighs> How was everyone's week? Yep. <laughs> Crickets. <laughs> okay. Are are we emotionally devastated still? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cuz I know I am and this chapter uh, didn't help. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Uh, um nothing went happened this week. Um Hmm. <laughs> well, school is starting. Robin's oh, kids yes. started school. Kristen kids kids started last week. Mine starts I guess preschool ish tomorrow. I'm so Crazy. excited. <laughs> he just needs to get out of the house, dude. He is literally just walking around throwing shit. And I'm like, you just need to leave this house. He's basically not left for a year and a half. Get a life. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Just Seriously. Don't you hobby. have any hobbies? Yeah. <laughs> dude, I just realized that between the three of us, we have a kid in every like level. Of school. Yes. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Cassie's starting college next week. Like, yeah. Fucking weird, dude. <laughs> I know. Dude, my youngest was upset that his sister wasn't going to school with him. He thought they were like, oh. Mm-hmm. Which he, I know he knows better because we went in, she went with us to orientation to the middle school. But he was just like, why isn't she here? And I was like, dude, she's just older. She moved on. You're moving on. Poor baby. I know. And they have a class pet. And it's an axolotl. And it's so (gasps) freaking cool. Well, like he was he was all excited about the one in the that little head shop we went to. Uh huh. It's not a head shop. I shouldn't say that. (laughs) I call him too. I thought you said hedge, like hedge witch, like hedge shop. Sure, we're going with that. (laughs) Right. Yeah. It was. Yeah. It wasn't a head shop. Okay, you guys. It was not. We did not take her child into a pot shop. Okay? We wouldn't be allowed to anyway. No, no. I promise. I just what I said. It was. It like was. A what do they call new it? New age uh, shop. Oh my god! They have like a, a listing for it on Google or whatever, and I can't remember what oh, it is. Okay. I don't know. Mystic goal something. Anyway, they Kristen, sell what rocks does your shirt and say? Stuff. Um, it says Weird Sisters Yarn Shop. It's from, it's in North Portland. Cute. It's my favorite yarn shop, so I had to buy the merch. (laughs) I love it. Rep. Rep in. Sorry, I did not mean to interrupt. I just thought it was a Hocus Pocus thing for some reason. I thought I saw three. Anyway. I love it. But I am excited for Hocus Pocus. Are we going to go see it together? (laughs) Is it theaters or is it Disney Plus? Or is it both? I don't know. That's a good question. We should go see it together. Sans children. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know it's a Disney movie. Or <laughs> if there, if it's on Disney or whatever, we can get together and do like a... A viewing? Whatever. Yes. A, a watch party. A, a shark cooter reward? <laughs> yes. Oh, God. I just need an excuse to buy goat cheese. I don't. I always have goat cheese in my fridge. I don't ever need an excuse. That shit is the bomb. That's great. 
I wish I had the time. Like, I had a family reunion, what, like, a w- last week? Week before? It doesn't matter. Anyway, my aunt asked me to bring a main dish and a side dish. And I just wanted to be like, you know I have, like, young kids, right? <laughs> like... <laughs> Okay, here's I don't even the thing. make a side dish when I make dinner anymore. Like, come on. It's a one pot thing. Did it get eaten? Or was it like you went through the trouble of making it, then nobody even ate it anyway? It was like one got eaten a lot of. Of course, it was suddenly salad. Because on top of it, Drew had my car. So I know. It was suddenly pasta salad. I know. <laughs> Thank you. I know. Wait, wait no. Stop. Why are you? Why is that a thing for you, Robin? It's the name of it. It's like saying blockbusters. Like there's not, there's only one. There's not plural. There are not two of them. I used to get so mad. No, we're not going to blockbusters. Not just one store. Just one. When people said Fred Meyers also. Like if you're saying it specifically belongs to the store, like it's Fred Meyers shopping cart. Cool. If you're saying we're going to Fred Meyers. No, you're not. You're going to Fred Meyers. She gets mad when I say the Goodwill too. Hey, Robin. Why don't you have very many friends? <laughs> this is why. Okay, th- I'm interrupting we you. And I, my um, husband works for Fred Meyer. And um, it's Kroger, right? And he was calling it Kruger's. <laughs> that was like, like, because we like don't have it here. Yeah. Fred Kruger's. <laughs> I loved it. That is great. So sometimes I call it Fred Krueger's. <laughs> That's it. That's the one. So if it's purposely wrong, it's okay. Right. Yeah. Okay. You can't Sorry. make an accident though. Back to your Hasselhoff side <laughs> no, dish. Tell is, me. I know. Yes. I'm sure Kristen remembers that too. Anyway. <sighs> um. So anyway, took the suddenly salad, and then, like I said, I didn't have my car either because Drew's car has been broken. Like he got. Anyway, it's having issues and it needs to go into the shop. And so he's been borrowing my car when he needs to go to work. So I didn't have a car, I realized. And I wasn't prepared. And he wasn't bringing the car back till I had like an hour before I had to be there, basically. So I literally just had to find stuff in my house. So I happened to have suddenly (laughs) suddenly pasta salad and frozen meatballs. And so that's what I brought. And um, yeah, I mean, it mostly got eaten. It was just, you know. It's the best part of the name of that dish is to like... Dude, I was sitting there and it was like these dried noodles and a packet. And then just suddenly, out of nowhere, it was pasta salad. Suddenly there was mayonnaise in it. Boom, oh pasta God. salad. The bitch. bacon ranch one. Uh, well, of course, that's the only get, one anyone ever yeah, buys. Exactly. <laughs> well, and now Kristen's ruined it because now it has to have pepperoni and Oh, my mozzarella. God, and cheese chunks. Yeah. Oh, she does such a good job. And av- avocado. <laughs> avocado, as my kid used to call them. Avocado. Yep. Oh, anyway, that's one of those things he doesn't say that anymore. Like my mm-hmm. kid used to like be like Dwayne the Rock Johnson and refer to herself in the third person. Oh mm-hmm. yeah. And um, c- clearly she's going to be twelve soon. She doesn't do that anymore. <laughs> right. <laughs> but it's just one of those things. Bummer. Like, oh, you don't say that anymore. Yeah. I was cutting Lincoln's hair the other day, and um. He, I call him baby because he's my baby still. And I was like, you know, something, it's okay, baby, something like that. And he says, I'm not a baby. And I literally almost started crying. I was like, I know, you're not a baby anymore. I was so sad. Oh, no. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. Yeah, 
breakdown on Bryn's first day of high school. I bet. I was mm-hmm. like, uh, I'm going to die. I can't yeah. handle this. <laughs> she looks like, and like, she dresses like me, right? Like, <laughs> but like, so her first she gets home from her first day of high school she walks in the door she's got like her sunglasses on top of her head she looks like a hard-working single mom like <laughs> she's reba yeah i'm a survivor i was like what are you kind of throws me off Oh, did you remember that? Um, what TV show was that? Grace Under Fire or something like that? Uh-huh. I loved that show. Yeah. I loved that show. It's the best. <sighs> God. Oh, that's awesome. Dude, now, like, I just made dinner, but now you're, like, having me hungry for camping food. Because we, we went camping this weekend. Dude, there is, I don't know what it, the food just tastes better when you're camping. There's dirt in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, that's got to be yeah. it. That's yeah. the only explanation. I love it. And pooping. the propane, you know. And propane yeah. accessories. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you what. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Gosh. Robin, I, like, your dad is Hank Hill. I know. I know. <laughs> and every time you do that voice, all I hear is your dad's voice. Because the, they're really oh. close. They're the same. That's why you like that show so much. Dude. Oh, now, so. damn it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and Robin, you went to the river, didn't you? This weekend? Yeah, it was great. It looked like you guys had a great time in your photos. They were fabulous photos. It was a fabulous time. That's great. I love places that have the water blocked off like that. So it's safer for your kids. That's nice. Mm -hmm. I was a dummy dumb and didn't bring life vests. And my amazing sister-in-law had extras. So nice. That's awesome. Yep. Very nice. All right. Well, what do you guys say we cut the chit chat and kick things off with Robin's recap? Previously on (laughs) Downworld or Dish. <laughs> I liked that. Okay. Uh, t- shit. Why you make me laugh? Tessa is awoken from her slumber by the newly dubbed brother Zachariah, and they are able to have an unforgettable breakup talk. Tessa, having just woken up from a nightmare-fueled coma, isn't exactly on her A-game and is giving words to Jim's deeply rooted fears about how he feels like a monster now. Brother Zachariah let us, lets us in on some brotherhood secrets and tells his now ex-fiancé that when faced with a long silence of death, he chose to go for a Hail Mary and beg the silent brothers to make Courtney love out of his life and say, Oh, make me over, Janet. <laughs> that makes me so happy, that reference. <laughs> Tessa tries to tell Jim about the one night in Idris, but he cuts her off not wanting to hear the rest, instead explaining that his new new sorry woof. Instead, explaining that his new scholarly life doesn't allow for love, so he's totally team Wessa. The pair make an agreement to meet in super secret at Blackfriars Bridge for an hour every year. Having broken up with his girlfriend, Jim now has the daunting task of letting go and saying goodbye to his true ride or die, his pair bro tie. 
The scene is completely <laughs> devastating and filled with all of the lovely words you would expect from James' motherfucking car stares. He bequeaths the most thoughtful gifts to Will, both physically and mentally, and with the poetry that is this man's mouth. Mm-hmm. Having made what peace they were going to get, <laughs> the pair part in heartbreaking silence. Will is saved from his thoughts when Charlotte tells him that Tessa is calling after him. When he finds her, she's been tended to by Sophie, and Tessa lays down the law about how she wants things to go. She isn't in the mood for decisions when there are so many feelings hanging around, so instead... She asks Will to read to her. Charlotte peeks in and sees the pair and her heart lightens for her little William. Oh. Jesus Christ. Yes. You rang. Get the Escalade. <laughs> Sorry, that's a family oh guy thing. <laughs> he literally says Jesus Christ and he Jesus Christ pops up because he's like one of their friends. <laughs> Episodes and he's like, get the Escalade. Anyway. <laughs> oh my God. I'm oh. stupid. You are not. <laughs> I am dumb. You are smart. <sighs> okay. So there's a time jump from the last chapter uh, because we just kick things off right with uh, Sophie's ascension ceremony. Um, and they have since cleaned up the council room <laughs> from all the blood and gore and brains. Right, right, <laughs> you know? right. And brain. Thanks for adding that part. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, sorry. And presiding. <laughs> what? What'd you do? I what hiccup. was that? That was a hiccup. Sorry. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, did you die? What happened? <laughs> so presiding over uh this ceremony is none other than the first female consul charlotte motherfucking fairchild and the whole crew is there in the council room uh crowded into like the first row to show their support henry's recording it all with an ipad and blocking the view from everyone behind him you know total dad right. mode yep <laughs> so sophie takes the oath and everyone like holds their breath because uh while she's drinking from the mortal cup um because you know she might die like this is and no one knows it's just a fucking roll of the dice formalities (laughs) right she's like salute yep just like fuck it let's go knock it back it's like the first time you do a shot in front of your parents and then they're like you've definitely done this before So, uh, thankfully, the powers that be deemed Sophie worthy, and uh, the casting circle, or whatever the fuck Sophie and Charlotte are standing in the middle of during this ceremony, um, it flares up with light, and wham, bam, thank you, bam, ma'am, Sophie is a shadow hunter. (laughs) That was a lot of S's, all kind of, like, together, and that was difficult for my little mouthy to make. (laughs) That's my nemesis, as Amanda would call it. So while everyone's cheering and carrying on, uh, Will leans in to flirt with Tessa, but mostly just to give us a time, like a frame of reference for the time jump. It's Christmas, BT Dubs. He's like, it's snowing. Merry Christmas. And I'm like, oh, shit. Okay. Okay. So I just have to pipe in really quickly and say that in a lot of stories similar to this and like movies or TV shows, they always seem to end the series with or the end of the movie with Christmas. Like, I guess because everybody gets together during the holidays, so mm-hmm. it's like a good way to see everybody at once. But I find it interesting. 
I love it because I love Christmas and I yep. love parties. It's easier <laughs> to like check in with everybody if they're all in the same room. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so later that night uh, was their annual Christmas party held in the ballroom at the Institute. And like two things. First, I forgot the Institute was huge and they only used like 10% of it. <laughs> like I was like, a ballroom? Oh yeah, I forgot. It's a castle. Uh-huh. <laughs> And second, um, I can't believe Tessa hasn't been with them for, like, even a year yet. It seems so crazy that everything has happened in, like, three months. Does it? Does it? I mean, (laughs) it's kind of par for the course. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So, Shadowhunter Christmas isn't like Monday Christmas, okay? Tessa, Tessa's not used to this. She's like, wait, this isn't exactly the same. Plus, it's European Christmas, and she's used to American Christmas, so I'm sure that's different. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So there's no advent calendars. There's no carols or Christmas crackers, which is a English thing. But I guess maybe it was popular in America at the time. I mean, back back in the day. We were just like, fuck it. I don't like that anymore. (laughs) Or maybe she read about it. Oh yeah, she's she probably like, read about I'm it over in a here. Book. Where's Let's my cracker? Let's be honest. She, right. she, has, she has an experienced life. Like the last six months is the most life she's ever experienced. Like everything else is in books. So yeah, <laughs> you're probably right. Um, they did have a tree though, courtesy of Magnus, uh, decorated with candles and crystal runes, like actual lit candles. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> terrifying. Which, is like an English thing, I think. Like they're like obviously not real candles. Like I think people put like fake candles on their tree, but I think There's it's like, like a thing. Christmas lights, I think that look like them. Yeah, but yeah. interesting. It must have been a like a you know back when their homes were made out of stone. So I guess it was less of a fire hazard. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I'm right, angry. Magnus is probably doing it with magic, but I'm just thinking about the rest of the people who don't have magic. I just assumed they would use witch lights or something. I want to know who he Mm -hmm. stole the stuff from, right? Because they, like, we've... Right. We discussed that it has to come from somewhere. Uh Uh-huh. It's like a park. The the main tree is gone. (laughs) He just just poofs (laughs) a fucking giant-ass tree. He's like, I stole it from Rockefeller Center. Exactly. (laughs) So their decorations say more like winter solstice than Christmas, but the food, the food is all Christmas. It's a literal feast. And because I'm a fat ass, I have to read you the description of the food. Okay. I was like, there is so much description of this food. It's amazing. It's like a Tolkien novel, a George R.R. Martin novel. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Peas. Yep. Tessa didn't think she had ever seen so much food. The tables were laden with carved chicken and turkey, game birds and hare, Christmas hams and pies, wafer-thin sandwiches, ices and trifles, blanc manges, which I'll explain later, and cream puddings, jewel-colored jellies, tipsy cake and Christmas puddings flamed with brandy, ice sherbet, uh, sherbet, sherbet, yeah, mulled wine and great silver bowls containing Bishop Christmas punch. Okay, Bishop Punch, like smoked Bishop, that it's just mold wine. So it's just mold wine and mold wine. <laughs> right. 
but okay. Um, so the Blanc Mange, Mange, Blanc Mange, it's French. I don't fucking, I can't pronounce that. Uh-huh. <laughs> Blanc Manger um, is a sweet dessert popular throughout Europe, uh, commonly made with milk or cream and sugar thickened with rice flour, gelatin, cornstarch, or Irish moss. It is often flavored with almonds. So Yum. it's like a flan without eggs. Sounds delicious. But like, I don't know. oh shit. I apologize. Sorry about that. <laughs> I dropped my, I dropped my. Drop the mic. I did. I did. But like (laughs) cream puddings, Christmas pudding, trifles, like, and then jellies because the Victorians really liked their fucking weird jelly dishes, which, yuck, gross. Okay, so I don't remember. I don't think it is discussed, like, who cooked all this food. I'm assuming they borrowed some cooks, right? Like, Bridget didn't do all of this on her own. I I would assume that they brought in help. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, especially if, because I was just, my first thought was like, that's a lot of food for just them. Like, what a Mm -hmm. waste. Yeah. But I'm assuming they're having the whole, like, Yeah, it's the enclave. Yeah. It's the enclave Christmas party. Yeah. There's all kinds of people and stuff, but. Well, and then um, I thought about down down to Nabby. Mm -hmm. And there's that scene when they do Christmas and then they, they get to eat their stuff too uh-huh yeah i was like i hope they did that and of course they probably did i would hope so yeah i <sighs> as as cool as this all sounds well also like so the game bird i'm assuming is pheasant right mm-hmm. that they're talking about but like the rest i don't victorian food does not sound a appetizing to me Mm -mm. like they made way too much shit like they made meat jellies it was and gelatin back then was not a sheet of fucking paper or some powder that they threw it like gelatin was from bones like it was gross flaring my nostrils i never thought about it yeah Yeah. you have that processed shit that we have nowadays where it's extracted and tasteless Yeah. Anyway, not that's not definitely not the most important narratively to right. this chapter, but I had to stop and they used Why Irish smell the jello. Yeah, smell the jello. When my daughter became a vegetarian, um, mm-hmm. Andy would give her gummy bear, like gave her gummy bears one time, and she read the the ingredients, and he was like, "They're gummy bears. Like, why?" <laughs> He had no idea. Well, of course not. He had no idea. And I was just like, oh, my God. If you don't know, now you know. Yeah. Yep. Never yeah. tastes the same. Marshmallows. That was a big really? one. Really? Yeah. They have I didn't know that. I'm not a marshmallow fan. So. But marshmallow puff doesn't because it doesn't need to hold its shape. Interesting. Okay. That's why there's vegan marshmallows, which you're like, what the fuck? It's a marshmallow. But yeah. Uh-huh. Right. Okay. Okay, moving on from the food. <laughs> They'd yeah, also <laughs> exchanged gifts before the party. Uh, just the Institute crew. Um, but from the way Tessa describes it, it was more of like a baby shower than anything. And Sophie even knitted the baby a blanket with his initials in the corner, which is so cute. When did Sophie have time to do that? Seriously. 
I'd like to know. <laughs> She's actually a vampire. She doesn't sleep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and they landed on a name, deciding uh, that he would take Charlotte's last name, since she is consul. Um, and Henry got what he really wanted, a boy named Buford. I mean, like, sort of. As Henry puts it, quote, Charles Buford Branwell would have sounded rather silly, but Charles Buford Fairchild, now that has an excellent ring. He doesn't say now that, but I added that. <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> it felt right. <laughs> I'm I'm sorry I'm like this, but it made me wonder, like, did they do this gift exchange before or after Sophie's ceremony? Because, <laughs> like, there was still a nice. risk that she might not make it. So did they do it before? Like, um, I would think I they did it before because they probably weren't the only people at her ceremony. It was oh, yeah. like the way they described it, I think, was it was very small. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, there, read it, it wasn't like a full room, oh. but there were other people there. Yeah. I read it a while ago, so I don't remember that part specifically. I just think it's cool that Henry is a fucking feminist. Yep. Oh, yeah. He don't give a shit. <laughs> he Love really it. just wanted the name Buford. That's really all he wanted. <laughs> In whatever way he needed to have it. Yep. He's like, it'll work. <laughs> that fits. So weird. <sighs> so back to the party. Uh, Tessa's participating in the best awkward party activity. People watching. Love, Love it. it. Be a wallflower. Just watch those people. <laughs> So she, like, notes the people that she knows. Uh, Sophie and Gideon looking hot hot as hell. Cecily, beautiful as always, with fucking Gabriel uh, trailing after her like a lost puppy. <laughs> it's like, hmm, interesting. <laughs> and Bridget's singing is a welcome com- contribution for once as she crooned out a rendition of Greensleeves. Um, so Will interrupts her, like internal musings as she's just like stalking everybody with her eyeballs um and he quotes shakespeare blah 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 you know and then she like is like oh yeah it's from this and names what's what it's from because that's their little fucking foreplay bullshit i don't i don't like it Uh (laughs) like we get it you're smart (laughs) yep i'm tired (laughs) (laughs) a quick sidebar it says uh, quote, Will had appeared somehow at her elbow. And now this is a common thing like that I see in books. It's like someone appears at the- in my head. All I envision is like someone's head popping out by your elbow. Like, hey, what's <laughs> up? Like, it's not I know that's not what it means. <laughs> like your hands on your hips and you're making that like space. And then they just pop their head through the space <laughs> right. between your, your side and your arm. <laughs> like just, when Lincoln says hello, hello. <laughs> yeah, it just appears, just like hey. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> anyway, so of course, as soon as Will shows up, now Tessa like has to mentally go over her own appearance. She's like, wait, shit. Like, how do I look? <laughs> Spoiler alert: she looks hot. So she's wearing a super fancy dress and a velvet choker. And Sophie did her hair and she like wove berries into it. Um, but it's very important that she makes a note that uh, 
Sophie did it as a favor because she's not her maid anymore. <laughs> I'm like rolling my eyes so fucking hard right now. <laughs> I don't think they introduced a new maid. They didn't. So I'm Which, interested in that. So like, have they not hired? They might not have hired anybody yet. Uh-huh. Still, still. When Charlotte is- left. Like, okay, whatever. Yeah. The last part of my chapter, she's like, we're bringing someone in. So there must be yeah, someone there. Right. They must just not be important enough to have a name. Right. Yeah. Well, but like also then why wouldn't that lady's maid be the one to do your hair? Like this uh-huh. is Sophie's day. It's the same day as her ascension. Like th- that's like. needs to look hot. That's like having having your wedding and doing your friend's hair on your own wedding day. Yeah. Like, can we not? <laughs> well, especially to take the time to put fucking berries in it. Right. She's like, like I'm the main <laughs> character. Look at me. Right. <laughs> I'm the main character now. Well, I mean, like, she had her ascension ceremony, which I'm sure she was nervous for. And then they did family Christmas, basically. And then they had to get ready for this ball. And it's Sophie's first, like, mm-hmm. Entering into Shadowhunter society and she's going to spend her fucking time doing your goddamn hair. Okay, to be fair, maybe Sophie offered to calm herself down. I'm sure she did. I'm sure she did. But the answer would be no. You're supposed to say no. Good point. Yep. (laughs) No, girl, I won't let you do that. Watch me and tell me what I'm doing wrong. (laughs) Come hang out on my bed and read to me. Wait, no. So those berries that Sophie added into Tessa's updo, according to Encyclopedia Herondale, they're mistletoe. I will read their little tete-a-tete for you. Those are mistletoe berries in your hair, he said, his breath ghosting across her cheek. Technically, I believe that means anyone can kiss you at any time. She widened her eyes at him. Do you think they're likely to try? He touched her cheek lightly. He he was wearing white sh- chamois gloves. That's French. I don't fucking know. Uh, but she felt it as if it were his skin on hers. I'd kill anyone who did. Well, Tessa said, I wouldn't. It wouldn't be the first time you did something scandalous at Christmas. <laughs> Okay, listen. That didn't age well. Like that that excerpt doesn't age well. I'm I'm not into it. I don't yeah. like it. Mm-mm. Well, it's, I'm all I can think of is how inappropriate that is for the times, right? Like they're just dating, basically. But like, but the way he's like say like, I just, yep. I didn't like it. I couldn't tell if she's being gullible, like with her eyes widening. Like, mm-hmm. oh my I god, think she's you're being right. Sexy, or is she? Um, I don't know. Like being coy, yeah. yeah. Like flirty, like acting uh-huh. dumb or whatever. Mm-hmm. I yeah. don't know, but I don't. It's, it's either creepy. Way. It's like mm-hmm. very like possessive and weird, and then like. <sighs> I'm not into that's, it. That's like I also the don't like books. the mistletoe thing. Yes. I don't like the whole mistletoe thing. I just feel like that's like, come on. Yep. Yep. It's very strange. Consent is a thing. Let's not, 
<laughs> make fe- people feel like they have to kiss random fucking people. That's creepy. Like, let's not. Yeah. Uh-huh. Not cute. My kids anyway. don't give hugs oh. if they don't want to. So Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. No bueno. So uh, Tessa had been worried that she'd never see Will smile again. But, like, this little, like, bickering back and forth caught a smile out of him. Um, Because after – what was I – oh, yeah. Yeah, so she was worried that she'd never see him smile like that again after Jem went back to the silent city. Um, he was kind of in a bad way, but Tessa persisted, not letting him wallow and asking him for, like, his help in training her and encouraging Charlotte to send him out on patrol, and it actually worked. Um, got his, like, gave him purpose and got his head out of, you know, his own – got him out of his own head. That's what I was trying to say. <laughs> And Cecily noticed the change, too, giving props to Tessa for knowing what Will needed. What? I read ahead, so just let me oh. laugh until, in silence until you say it out loud. Okay. Uh, they had not, however, talked about the cave sex. <laughs> <laughs> and now it had been so long that it felt awkward to mention it. I mean, what would there be to say? <laughs> So I don't know. I mean, she kind of like shot herself in the foot. Like, when you know what there's to say about it? Yabba dabba (laughs) dabba. Yabba dabba do me. (laughs) I feel like that should be the title, but we might. I don't know. It might get blocked. (laughs) Yabba dabba do me. I love it. God. Uh. <laughs> um. Oh yes. Okay. So like, as she's like reminiscing about, you know, the how their relationship has been up until this point during this like break of however many months. I don't even know how what time of year it was when. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing a couple of months. I feel like uh-huh. it was springish, right? Because it was raining and stuff, and they were. I, don't I know, thought it was but fall. I guess it rained all the It way, might all have the been time. fall. But I mean, it's everything so close together in these books. It probably was fall. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, but it's got to be like a couple, at least a couple months, right? Like a mm-hmm. month, month and a half, two months, eh, around there. Whatever. Enough time that seems appropriate for Will to start kind of moving on. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll get to that. So, she. She's kind of reminiscing about, like, what their relationship has been up until this point. And she has this line, like, because she's like, yeah, we haven't talked about the sex, like, you know, and it's weird and uh, I don't know what to do and kind of feels like it happened to somebody else and whatever. And then there's this line, quote, she knew Jem had known or guessed and forgave them both, but Will had not approached her again. Not said he loved her, nor asked if she loved him since the day Jem had left. Okay. Listen, we we don't need to be reminded that Jem was fully aware and I, begged you not to confirm it. Yep. Right. Yep. Okay. I didn't need that in my life. <sighs> Anyways. Well, I'm glad you feel better about yourself. Right? Right? 
Mm-hmm. Well, and she shot herself in the foot with Will with the whole thing. She's like, I don't know. He hasn't said anything. Well, yeah, because you basically fucking told him, like, I know you're going to try and marry me, but, like, don't. Like, yep. you, you basically told him, like, I, I, we can't talk. We can't deal with this right now. Like, I can't deal with this. And then you're yeah. like, I wonder why he hasn't said anything. Dude. For real. I was going to, I don't know when I was going to talk about that, but I was thinking the same thing. And I know it's a book and blah, blah, blah. But and I'm assuming most like in her head, she's like, I can't make the first move. I'm a girl. But like you said not to talk to me about it. So you could at least (laughs) like start the conversation like, hey, you know, whenever you're ready, like I'm ready to talk about this. Just let me know. Right. Uh Come up here at my elbow somehow. Yeah. Get up on this elbow. Pop it. <laughs> you can touch my weenus. Hello. <laughs> so it does this like, gee whiz, I have no idea what Will is thinking, making zero connection to the fact that Will randomly asked her to go on a carriage ride with him two weeks after Jem, the whole breakup with Jem thing. It took him two weeks. And he was like, got it. <laughs> Right. <laughs> That's enough time. <laughs> Let's start. <laughs> so he randomly asked her to go on a carriage ride with him, but it's just a carriage. She like she's like, I wonder if we're investigating something or if he has like something important to talk to me about. Nope, we're gonna go find a cave. <laughs> yeah, just a, <laughs> just a carriage ride with polite converse, conversation and no other purpose. Uh. Will just, like, picked up where Jem left off being her London tour guide. And, like, he's taken her to museums and stuff like this. Which I London think is funny. Calling. I like the... The... What are the... What's the word? The two opposite thingies. In what context are you talking about? Like, the boys? Like, two people doing the same thing, but it being different. Same action. Contrast? I don't yes. Know. Yes. Contrast. That was the word. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> All I could think of was opposing. That wasn't, that wasn't it. I like the contrast of like her carriage ride with Will when her carriage ride with Jem was like them just like making out so hard everyone knew because her flowers were fucked up on her hat. Right. Like, right. <laughs> like, Jem and Tessa couldn't be alone together. Couldn't be trusted to be alone together. Oh, I need to chaperone. Yeah, and then, I hope this comes out on TV someday because I want to see them. Like I just want to, you know, yeah. If the casting's it. right, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, and like, cause like Jem was so like the good guy and the polite one, and you know, like charming and whatever, and all of those things. But then, like when they're alone, he's a fucking animal, and he's then Will, who's like pretends to be like this like scoundrel and he's like super like how do I untie your corset I don't know how this works like and then the carriage he's like all super polite and stuff it's just the juxtaposition between the two is very funny Mm -hmm. and I really like it anyway so not the point moving on Tessa finally snaps when uh she tried to hold 
Will's hand in a museum, like this must have been weeks past because they had gone to do all kinds of stuff up until this point. And she just could kind of offhandedly reached for his hand in the whispering galley and he recoiled. Um, and <laughs> he's like, I didn't bring you here for the sex. <laughs> and she's like, whoa. <laughs> She snapped. She's like, duh, I didn't ask you to. It's just stop being so weird. <laughs> Will's confused. He's uh-huh. used to, like, like he used his big man brain to decide what she would want, and he's giving it to her. So what's the problem? <laughs> his big man brain. <laughs> he's like, would you rather? But she doesn't let him finish. Tessa's like, no, bitch. I would not rather. I want you to be you, not this polite society robot. If you don't knock it off, I'm going to have to beat you about the head and shoulders. <laughs> and Will, the big idiot, is like, I'm trying to court you, you know, properly without telling you what I'm doing. <laughs> like, <laughs> the fuck? The fuck? These kids, like, listen, Charlotte did a really good job. Right. She kept them all alive. But if I have one complaint about Charlotte's rearing children, it's not teaching them to communicate. (laughs) Yeah. We need to talk or pick up on cues. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, this is the last book reference that I'm I'm going to read to you guys. Mr. Rochester never courted Jane Eyre, Tessa pointed out. No, he dressed up as a woman and terrified the poor girl out of her wits. Is that what you want? You would make a very ugly woman. I would not. I would be stunning. Tessa laughed. There, she said. There is Will. Isn't that better? Don't you think so? I don't know, Will said, eyeing her. I'm afraid to answer that. I've heard that when I speak, it makes American women wish to strike me with umbrellas. (laughs) And they're back, you guys. Right. They're back. (laughs) With that, the tension is gone and things got easier between them. And later that night, a copy of A Tale of Two Cities was left at her door with an inscription from Will. I'm not going to read the inscription, but I have paraphrased it. It's basically basically the same thing. Okay. So, like, you don't even have to read it. Like, this is – I cover it all. Okay. So it says, Dear Tessa, your name makes me hot, and I can't stop saying it. Seriously, the double S's is very sexy. When I say your name, I get all tingly, and when you touch me, forget about it. <laughs> You're probably wondering why I'm writing all this in a brand new book. Well, I'm going to tell you. You made me think about this story with new eyes, and I want to be like the prick in this book and be able to tell the woman I loved that I love her. So here it goes, Tessa. You're the wind beneath my wings, all of my dreams, and you are amazing. Okay, bye! (laughs) All that, and he still didn't say it. He still didn't say it, you guys. Yep. I know it's supposed to be implied, but like, really? Dude. You're not going to say it? He can't. What's wrong with you? Well, to be fair, I bring this up in a couple minutes, but he wrote this before he, like when his curse got ended or whatever, when he found out about the curse, it Mm -hmm. wasn't like he wrote it today or something. So I don't believe in the the thing. He's like, I wish I could tell the woman I love that I love her like Sydney. And then he just proceeds to not tell her that he loves her. He's like, (laughs) 
sincerely. Yeah. If I only could. I'm Thanks. Oh, you're going to get that song stuck in my head. I hate you. <sighs> okay. So Tessa gets the book and she sits up all night long holding it. And I don't know why. It is not at all how she was acting, but I just imagine her like sitting on her bed, rocking like her knees up to her <laughs> chest, just like rocking back and forth all night. She is not upset. Like it is just so weird. Anyway, she is not doing that, but that's what's in my mind. You're welcome for that. This is why we need the TV show. So you guys don't get stuck with my bullshit. <laughs> anyway, um, as soon as morning hits, Tessa was dressed and out the door to find Will. And she catches him while he's um, coming out of his bedroom. And she just drops the book to the floor and throws her arms around him. And, of course, he thinks something's wrong because this is super out of character for her. And she just tells him that no one has ever written anything so beautiful for her before. Which, like, obviously? I don't know. (laughs) Right. We all know Jem wasn't good with words. Although he was, he did play music for her that made her cry. Mm -hmm. So I guess technicality this was written down. Anyway, like I said, I'm glad that he explains that he had written it after he realized that there was no curse because I thought he was saying in what he was saying, like that he was finally free, like to love her maybe because Jem was gone. And I was like, that is just Uh. so weird. Like I'm finally free. And I was like, oh, I don't like that. So I'm (laughs) glad that we went back and realized, you know, he was free from the curse, not from Jem. So that was good. So anyway, yeah, he, um, he found out that, he decided not to give it to her when he found out that she and Jem were engaged and he had held on to it and felt like now was a good time to give it to her. So the two of them decide to go for a walk in the park. And for the first time, Jem is, or Will is talking about Jem and smiling. Like the first time he's able to talk about him and smile. And so Tessa thinks about how no one will be able to replace Jem for Will, but he's got great substitutions like Cecily. They spend time together sitting in front of the fire and speaking Welsh to each other, which I don't speak another language. So I, I don't know that that, I don't know. I, it makes it sound very special. Robin, do you think that that would be something special? Like if Omar only had like his sister to talk to in Spanish or something? Probably. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'd say, like, with my family, like, it is, it does feel nice to, like, be with people who sign. Uh-huh. And, yeah. like, it is, well, because it's, it's just, it's just nice to have that part. It feels comfortable. Like, especially if it's mm-hmm. something, it's the way you grew up. And then, like, you okay. don't do it in your day-to-day life. And then you're with people who, it, it's like falling back into that comfort. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Especially being away from home, I think, you know. Yeah. It's okay. a way to have okay. home with you. So cute. I, I Okay, whatever. I was going to go into something else. I guess I will really quickly. I think Do it's it. crazy how close together Wales is to England, but there's a different language. Like, it just, it's so interesting. Like, we're so close to Spanish and we speak a different language. Or Mexico. It's crazy. Anyway. <laughs> We're close well, to Spanish. I think it's like that, um, like there's indigenous language yeah. in areas. Right. So I think like indigenously in that area, that's, you know, because mm-hmm. yeah. there's also like Gaelic and, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Okay. So anyway, he's got great substitution of friends. 
you know, he's become friends with Gideon and Gabriel. And um, anyway, so at some point, they're back at the Institute after their walk. This sounds like the walk was maybe not the same day. Whatever. A walk to remember. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. I thought at first Will randomly brought up a Welsh dragon tattoo that he had gotten. But as Kristen was talking, I realized that this kind of went in between what you were saying. So she... He, she said something about it's not the first time you've done something foolish at Christmas time. Mm-hmm. And then he was like, yeah, you're right. That's when I got my dragon tattoo. So all of that kind of went inside. So that's back where we are now. It clicked as soon as you said it. I was like, oh, shit, there it is. I missed that somehow. She's remembering. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, the, she was remembering the walk that they took whenever they did it. So anyway, um, he says something about a dragon, Welsh dragon tattoo that he'd gotten. And Tessa's like, wait, what? <laughs> Tell me that story. I want to hear that one. And sometimes when Andy and I are laying in bed, like, trying to fall asleep, I'm like, tell me a story. But we've been together so long now. He has none. So you have all, you know fun. all his stories. Yeah, I know them all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when I was a kid, my grandma did that. So we would lay in her bed and she had drop ceilings for some reason in her bedroom and two tiles were missing. And so she would tell my brother and I this story about when the tiles ran away. And I still picture in my oh. head the tiles actually running away. Because That's so I imagined cute. it when I was a kid. So, yeah, I love stories. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, he said he was drunk <laughs> when he got this tattoo. And uh, Tessa interrupts him. And she calls bullshit on that because he was always just pretending to be drunk. He was never actually drunk. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, you're right. But in order to pretend to be drunk, I had to know how to be drunk and, like, what it felt like. So I did it at least once. I don't, I don't believe him. Like, I feel like, yeah, like acting, you can watch other people and learn from them. But like, I just feel like he's been drunk more than once. Right, right. He said at least once. He's like, look, I've only ever done drinking, done drinking once, (laughs) but I have dabbled in opium. So, you know, right. right. I have standards here. zero to 60 just like whatever (laughs) the fuck it's fine oh my god (sighs) i can't believe i said done drinking (laughs) (laughs) it was great okay so he starts telling tessa the story i guess um and the story begins with six-fingered nigel and again she interrupts and she's like wait he's real She didn't think he was real this whole time? What the fuck? <laughs> well, I think she thought the whole thing was made up. So, <laughs> so I mean, anyway, we were all thinking it. At least I was anyway. And Will confirms that there is, in fact, a real six-fingered Nigel. But he gets interrupted and doesn't have a chance to explain to us if it's six fingers total, if it's six on one hand, if it's six on both hand, totaling 12. I just want to know what brings up that nickname. Which one is it? <laughs> Tell anyway. me. He killed my father. I feel like it would be more noticeable if he only had six fingers total. So that's going to be my guess. Which six fingers does he have? I hope he has a thumb. I... Do you think he has like a full set, like a full paw, and then like right. one on the other hand? Like he held a firecracker. No. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's just got six fingers on one hand like and the other hand 
like five, but I think yeah, that's pretty common. Yeah, like, I, I know, don't. I personally know someone that had a sixth finger, or maybe he doesn't have six fingers and he's just a really good thief. Right. Right. Good point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Six finger discount. I mean, but it is a very disc. <laughs> it is a very like descriptive nickname that you're like you uh-huh. expect it to mean something. Yeah. And like come to fruition. Right. But maybe Will doesn't know, so he just goes along with the name. He like has gloves made special with his sixth finger. Anyway, that's how great. it's like on the Princess Bride. Oh, I've never seen that. I really need to watch that. Get out of town. Yeah, it's not what okay. It's cracked up to be. Okay, everybody talks about it, so I, I know. know. Inconceivable. <laughs> Sorry. <sighs> okay, so like I said, Will gets interrupted. He doesn't get to finish the story because he notices a man in the room. That Tessa had noticed had been talking with Charlotte, but now he's walking toward them. And it turns out it's Elias Carstairs, who is Jem's uncle. He asks Will if he is Will. And (laughs) Will just nods his head. And Tessa speaks for Will. I don't know why I had to say his name so much in this. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, she speaks for him and she answers yes, that it is him. And she introduces herself. Which I thought was kind of unnecessary and weird, but maybe it's nice. And um, I'm just not nice. Anyway, he's like, oh, yeah, the shape changer girl. You were engaged to Jem, you know, before he became a silent brother. Anyway, she confirms it and tells him that she loves Jem very much. Which is a weird thing to say, I think, but maybe she's just trying to make his family feel better. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway. Elias asks Will if he was Jem's parabrotai, like he's just confirming it. And Will corrects him by saying that he is still his parabrotai. Like, oh, you bitch. know all the tea yeah. about yeah. Shape Changer Girl and the engagement, but you're not, like, you have to confirm if they right. were parabrotais? Get out of town. Exactly. Absolutely. And he even discusses, in a, like, a little bit that Jem had told him about Will. So it's like, I don't know. That's a weird thing. Yeah, Jem told me about you. That's all you got to go with. You know? Anyway. Um, Elias tells them that after the attack on Jem's family in China, they had sent him to live at the Institute in London temporarily to keep him safe. Um, when the coast was clear, Elias asked Jem to come back and live with him in Idris, but Jem declined, saying that he could not leave his parabrotai. Mm-hmm. I know. And Elias is like, but I'm blood. Because that's all Shadowhunters care about. And Jem was like, some things are stronger than blood. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So the reason that Elias is there is he brought Will a sword that was intended to be passed down to Jem by his father. And now that Jem is a silent brother, he can't accept it. So Elias wants Will to take it and carry it on. And Will notices... Actually, maybe Tessa notices this. Anyway, it is inscribed with the words, I am Cortana of the same steel and temper as Joyous and Durdenal. Not even close. <laughs> Durandal. I added an extra D. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know how to say the first one. Yeah. <laughs> I could have looked it up, but I didn't. Anyway, Will was like, bruh. 
Joyous was Charlemagne's sword and Durandal was Roland's. This sword is like a badass legend. Okay. This shit is cool. Listen. And Elias was like, yeah, I know. Go. Tell There's me. There's this Netflix show called Kipo and the Wonder Beast. And it's really cool. And it's like an anime. And there is a talking like gorilla monkey baboon and his name is Charlemagne so that is all I can picture right now Mm -hmm. and I know (laughs) that's not whose sword it is but that is what's in my brain so I just like that for you I love it thank you I just like put your image of this like ape Charlemagne over my image of what Charlemagne looks like and that was really funny so thank you for that I appreciate it I'll I'll send you a pic for pic after um, we're done awesome Yeah, so Elias knows how cool this sword is, and he tells them that it was forged by the first Shadowhunter weapons maker, and it has a feather on the hilt um, of the wing of an angel. Like, this shit is cool. There's receipts and everything that it's, like, an original. Sarah McLaughlin made it. <laughs> it's got a certificate of authenticity. Exactly. <laughs> it's yeah, like it's those it. infomercials about the... Get your one seven mint Liberty coin. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah. So I guess the authenticity is that it's been in the Carstairs family for like hundreds of years, which it would have to be if it was made by an original shadow hunter maker, whatever. Uh-huh. Sh- weapon maker. Anyway, so Elias was supposed to give it to Jem when he turned 18, but obviously he was a shadow brother before. Shadow brother. That's what they should be called, by the way. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Will refuses the sword, and Elias is just stunned and is like, "He's too um, stunned to speak." But <laughs> yeah, you you were his parabotai, like what? And Will's out. He's no, nope, bye, and he just takes oh. off. He is pissed. And this part I don't love. Uh, Tessa explains that Will doesn't like to think of Gem in the past tense, and Elias tries to defend himself by saying that he meant that the Silent Brothers don't have emotions like. He says, like, we do. Like, obviously, like, normal people. And Tessa interrupts him by saying that Jem still loves Will. No magic can destroy that love. Which, adorable. Love that. Love the thought. But, first of all, he never said anything about emotions or anything like that that I remember. It was So, that seems very strange to put that in there. I was just trying to say they don't have emotions like us. No, what you were saying is real. He can't take an asset is all I can think of with uh-huh. him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, he so, left his like, violin. Like, he obviously can't yeah. have the sword. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we know this, man. He, he has so, to sever all of his family ties. Like, yeah, he can't okay. carry on an, an ancestral sword. Like, right. Yeah, he's not having any children, clearly. No. Like, yeah. So that's weird. And <laughs> she's um, like, give it away, give it away, give it away now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So she tells him that um, she knows that he meant well by trying to give it to Will, but asks if he has plans to have his own children, which somehow that's something he didn't think of, like keeping it for it. Like it would he it would stay in the Carstairs family. It's just yeah. like my mind is blown that he didn't think about that. Like he's even thrown off that she had asked him like, oh, shit. I didn't think I don't know. I don't know. Like I'm just here for the crazy. boats and hoes, bro. I, yeah. I can't settle down this bachelor. <laughs> I think it did say he was like tanned and and anyway, yeah, it's funny. <laughs> so anyway, 
Like he's just out all the time, you know. So <laughs> Tessa tells him to keep it for his own children. Uh, Will doesn't need a sword to remember Jem by, which I think is kind of rude. Like, I don't know. He was trying to be nice and do the right thing by mm-hmm. his brother and what his brother wanted and stuff. And so whatever. I think that they were rude to him. But that's just me. So we go to Will's pod. Real, real quick, before we before we go there, I <laughs> I just like to play a little bit of devil's advocate. I just wonder, it would be kind of funny if Elias was like, the, his whole plan, like once Jem, he found out Jem was going to be a silent brother and he's like, oh, fuck. He's like, well, I'll give it to his parabertai. Like it was his plan to get out of having to have his own children. And like this just like spoiled his his bachelor. Like he had like a whole no, bachelor plan. And he's like, God damn it. Now I got to have fucking kids. Oh, that's great. I love that you called that devil's advocate, by the way. I know. It's not. I know. I don't. I just love bit. it. A little. Yeah. <laughs> Riddle me this. Oh, <laughs> hmm. uh, so Will is outside in the cold, and um, he while he's out there, it's like no big deal. But the ghost of Jessamine starts talking to him, and he's not surprised as most of us would be if like we saw a ghost because. He's kind of used to it now, I guess. <laughs> so he tells her that usually ghosts, the, the ghosts that he sees, have unfinished business or, like, sorrow keeping them tied to this world. And Jessamine is basically like, well, what do you care? You never liked me anyway. Ugh. Yeah. So he apologizes for making her feel that way and explains that he that she had reminded him of himself. So he judged her in the same way that he would have judged himself. So he basically treated her like shit because he wanted to treat himself like shit. And she was like, whoa, is that real honesty I sense? You really have changed. Which I think I'm saying that in a Jessamine voice, but I don't think that's actually how she was saying it. So I don't think Jessamine's capable of making another tone with her voice than that. (laughs) (laughs) That's what she's stuck with. Yeah. Like, even when she's sincere, she sounds like a mean girl. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's great. Regina George. Yeah. <sighs> okay, so she explains, quote, I'm here for, I am here because in life I did not wish to be a shadow hunter, to guard the Nephilim. I am charged now with the guard of the Institute for as long as it needs guarding, which feels like forever. Uh huh. Does so. So you think it's like a punishment for her? I don't know. And she who has tells to her repent. Yeah, exactly. Did you get sent back? Yeah. I don't. I like don't rise think of the guardians. So. The moon tells them. <laughs> I think. I think that's just like the explanation she's come to with her situation that like okay this is like that's the what she's decided because she's uh-huh. a ghost and right. she's attached to the institute um but i also like it does feel sad but then at the same time jasmine never had anyone and the people at the institute were her mm-hmm. family so it does kind of feel like she gets to stay with her family yeah and be right. like young forever which was kind of like her mentality was kind of a little girl uh huh. That's true. I don't know. Interesting. Yeah. She wants to be forever young. <laughs> I'm she just trying to, to make be... it less sad. <laughs> yeah, I know. 
Okay. That's do you, are you explaining voice. to what she, what she looks like? Do you do that? Mm-mm. Okay. So she's the thing that like, clearly I've read these books before. Okay. This was not a surprise to me. But what did surprise me, it's like she's wearing a blood stained gown. Isn't that sad? And it's like I what just she died uh, in, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, clearly. But I didn't and like does that mean she not doesn't have hair? Wasn't she like Oh yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Right. And I know it said something about her blonde hair in this, so but like how does it you know? Way to make us sad again, Robin. Kristen kind of cleared that up. Thanks a lot. <laughs> I just feel like it would be cool if you were a ghost and you got to pick your outfit. Right? Your ghost fit. Yeah, if you got to pick. <laughs> That's cool. But, like, would you get to change it? Like with ghost magic, right, like you're an emoji, or you have to like choose your outfit, and then that's just your outfit, and then the style will just come back around in like twenty years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! <laughs> like these butterfly clips—they're coming back. I know they are. <laughs> Someday, it's better. They're almost here <laughs> than being in like a cholera, like gown. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. true. I know. Weird. Okay, so she says that she is happy being there anyway and watching everyone. But Will is driving her freaking crazy while he's she's watching her with Tessa. <laughs> him with Tessa. <laughs> so they've been on a million carriage rides and he still hasn't stated his intentions. And somehow, even though Jessamine is outside of the Institute, she knows. She knows he hasn't said anything. Yep. <laughs> so he admits that yeah she's right but he's worried that Tessa will not love him back the way that she had loved Jem and by the way I have to say that he actually says the way that she loved Jem which contradicts the story that Tessa told Elias because that is past tense mm. anyway it's as if subtle. she doesn't love him anymore which continues like love continues he is like could be dead and still is loved you know mm-hmm. so I don't know. Anyway, (sighs) I actually wrote that down because I knew that I would spiral. Anyway, (laughs) (laughs) Jessamine has become much more wise in death and tells Will that Tessa won't love him the way that she loved Jem. She will love him the way that she loves Will. Hmm. And he is, she's basically just like, do it. (laughs) Because life is full of risks, man. And you just got a, just got a Nike. Yep. Yeah, and she asks, um, he asks her why they, he, why no one had seen her before tonight. And she explains that there are, there's like some kind of force that stopped her from going inside of the Institute. And at first she could only move like a few steps, but her range is growing. So maybe someday she'll be able to make it into the Institute. And I'm curious, can ghosts enter the Institute? Or is she special because she's guarding it and she was a shadow hunter? I don't think ghosts can do harm. Okay. Uh-huh. In this world. So. Right. Interesting. I, yeah. Doesn't yeah. matter. But anyway. um, Will tells her that when she does eventually get to go inside, she will find her room just as she left it, including her dolls, mm. which obviously makes her happy. Right. So Jessamine sees Magnus coming outside, so she's gone. She doesn't want anyone else to see her for some reason. I don't mm-hmm. know why. 
I guess she doesn't want to chat anymore. She's done with the small talk. So Magnus had been looking for Will so that he could say goodbye because he is leaving London and going to New York. And he's thinking of taking church with him. And Will's like, cool. He bites everyone anyway. And obviously he's sad that Jem is gone. So for it. <laughs> but I'm confused because won't Magnus have to come back to the Institute to get church? So, like, I guess you're saying your heartfelt goodbye. And next time you're here, he's going to be like, bye. Oh, he's going to portal bye. back. He'll just, I'm sure he's going to portal from there with Henry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Duh. That I makes sense. I didn't think about that. Yeah. I love that okay. Magnus is a is a crazy cat lady already. Uh, yes. Like, Me too. <laughs> yep. I never I even church thought about got it. Birthdays. Yeah. I, I bet church got birthday parties. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I bet you're absolutely right. <laughs> uh, like, I never thought about tying that together, how church got there, you know? So, even through my first read. So, this was cute. So, anyway, they talk about... Like, how hard it's been to lose people, and they're both tired of losing people. And we're, Will compares the loss of Jem to, like, phantom limb syndrome. I think that's what it's called. I didn't Google it. Sorry. Anyway, he is, like, he literally feels like he's missing a part of himself. And mm-hmm. Magnus points out that Will is not missing a part of himself because Jim, Jem <laughs> is still alive. And he is alive because Will loved him enough to let him go. But to me, it seems like Jem loved Will enough to continue to live. Like, I mm. see it opposite of that. Mm-hmm. Because it wasn't Will's decision for Jem to become a silent brother. And he was actually mad about it. So he probably would have told him not to do it. So, I don't know. But I guess he was mad about it because uh, he wasn't still alive. I don't know. Like, he was. Anyway, you get it. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Semantics. Okay, so... <laughs> Um, Magnus goes on to tell Will that he's like a pretty good person and Magnus saw that from the beginning which is why he was willing to help him and then he puts his hand under Will's chin and I believe all of our wildest dreams are coming true (laughs) (laughs) it's gonna happen right here (sighs) yep Uh, but no burst my bubble he just calls Will a bright star and tells him that he will never forget him. Dude. You guys have kissed once, okay? Just do it. <laughs> anyway, Will agrees that he will never forget him either. And he tells Magnus that he owes him a great deal because he broke Will's curse. And Magnus is like, surprise, you were never cursed, remember? <laughs> <laughs> But Will disagrees because whether the curse was real or not, it was real. Like, it, it, it he was mentally there. He was cursed. It was real to him, yeah. Yeah. And so he thanks Magnus. He's like, if I haven't told you already, thank you. Which is just, ugh. So Magnus says that he knows um, that he is leaving Will in good hands, referring to Tessa. And he's like, right? I have that right? She, like, you guys love each other. K-I-S-S-I-N-G. And he's Sitting like, in yeah, a cave. Yeah. F-U-C-K-I-N-G. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's funny to confirm that when you walked in on them. Right. <laughs> right. <sighs> yeah, so, um, Will's like, oh, shit, bro. Yeah, Tessa, she'll be totally upset if she doesn't get to say goodbye to you. And he, like, starts to move to go get her. And Magnus is like, oh, don't worry. Tell her I'll see her again obviously because you know 
That's how warlocks are, which I think Mm -hmm. is so cool. And then he leaves in the most fashionable way possible in the snowfall. Mm. Just walking down the road. I love it. The end. Robin's done. (laughs) Just kidding. I I love that this implies that warlocks all do the Irish goodbye because they're like, yeah, yeah, we'll live forever. I'll see you in a couple centuries. Like, yeah. (laughs) Well, just leaving in the middle of a party, too. It doesn't seem like him. Peace. Gotta go. Yep. (laughs) (sighs) Okay, listen. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm ready because yeah awesome I'm not into this but it's yeah okay okay let's do it I got okay okay so Tessa is the pov now all right and she's able to dip out from the ballroom without being noticed and she's on the hunt for Herondale <laughs> and she finds him right where she expected him to be outside in the courtyard getting some fresh air and instead of trying to scare him which is I just does not make sense to me she calls out to Will instead of she's like look I'm gonna appear at your elbow bitch how you like me now (laughs) and (laughs) without a greeting he tells her that he should have been nicer to Elias Carstairs which yes you -hmm. should have that's facts and Will's looking up at the crescent moon which according to my five minute google research tracks (laughs) <laughs> and it's totally cool and completely unnecessary information that I'm now glad that you have. Okay. Wait, did did you literally Google the the uh the phase of the moon on Christmas night in in 1878? Eight. Yes. <laughs> yes, I did. I love that. Thank you. Seriously. You're doing the Lord's work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't need to know that, but you do now. Anyway, Tessa's totally Peter gazing and she's like into his dapper, like Christmas gentleman attire. Okay. Me too, baby. And she's still young enough that she could get with Leo. And she's like, You look like Leo. <laughs> she's under 25. Yeah. You look like Jack Dawson, bro. Wait, hold on. In this world. Would she always be able to be with Leo because she always looks like she's under 25? Oh. Yeah, maybe. I would think so. Uh-huh. Or is it less about looks and more about, I don't want them to be old enough to want, know what they want. <laughs> to be wiser? Yes. <laughs> I, think it's I don't looks. know. We'll never know. It's yeah. probably looks. They're all models, right? So he just right? needs to marry <laughs> yeah. a warlock. He needs to marry a warlock. Exactly. Sorry. Inappropriate. (laughs) (laughs) So Will continues on his thought um, about, you know, Elias. And he's like, I acted like I would have acted before. And Tessa reminds him that to air is human. And she thought that she was pretty clear that she didn't want anything to do with marrying and automatons. Okay. She didn't want them together. She doesn't want automatons and dating in the same sentence. So like be will not a robot. Okay. And she also informs him that he is missing out on a game that was designed for him to win called like complete the poetic quotation. What a time to be alive. Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> 
what a weird game for people that don't sound like they read poetry dude for real (laughs) i just thought about us trying to play heads up and like that's always fun but like i mean that's their version of it you know right Uh, 007 the hot one duh Yeah, so I was trying to figure out what I was trying to say because I wrote a word incorrect. <laughs> so I think what I'm trying to say is they continue on their normal Wes equips. And then out of nowhere, Will asks if, um, like he asks Tessa, if ascending as Sophie had would have been something that she would have wanted to do like in another life. And Tessa's like, um, it's impossible. I am a warlock. And clearly he knows that, uh, but he is like, remember that one time we were in Morty's lair that you said that you'd hope to be a shadow hunter? Do you remember that? Because I do. Tessa's like, yeah, bitch, I remember. But then she (laughs) tells him that when she transformed into Ethereal and used her powers for the greater good to help save everyone, she grew to love what she could do. She knows that her life is going to be difficult being unique, but she doesn't believe her life was made to be an easy one. And Will is like, asterisk, scoffs, happily asterisk, some typing in the the chat. (laughs) The easy road, no, not for you, my Tessa. Uh. And Tessa does something that I've always wanted to do, okay? I've always wanted to do this. And she like pulls her shot around her shoulders tighter. And then she's just angry. Like, I want to do that. Okay? Hmm. But she says, am I your Tessa? Are you bothered by me not being a shadow hunter? Because I look great in cargo, bitch. Mm. (laughs) And then... Remember that um, time I wore pants? Yeah. (laughs) You couldn't stop staring at my shapely thighs. Uh (laughs) I do feel like she has a flat butt, though. I don't know why. I just feel... (laughs) I feel like she does. It's the tea. Yep. Hot take. Hot take. I thought you said it's the taint, and I was like. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, yes. <sighs> I, I lost my place. <laughs> that's okay. Okay, after she says that, obviously, like, that's not a quote, but basically, like, did you like are you upset that I'm not a shadow hunter there's this awful like silent breath between them and like each of them start thinking about when Will was like in dick mode and told her that like quote not actually a quote shadow hunters don't diddle demons okay (laughs) unless your name is Benny the dick (laughs) right And so, like, they have this moment where they're both clearly thinking about it. And Will breaks the silence by saying that he never meant those awful things that he said to her. And he's like, all of me loves all of you. And, like, you know, just not the parts of you that the clave approves of. And I was going to sing that, but I just can't. Okay? I can't. (laughs) And somehow, like, I don't know if this is, again, her being coy She's actually mad. I don't know what's happening here. But Tessa is not wanting to or not comprehending what he's saying. So she asks him. So she's like, what? So you're just going to endure the rest? Mm-hmm. And I the, I got caught up on that. And I don't know why. But I was just, eh. Mm-hmm. And then he, like, rakes his hands through his snowy hair. 
which is like damp. And he's like, I'm sorry, I'm misspeaking. Which, no, you're not. She's not listening to you. Mm -hmm. You're fine, Will. She's gaslighting you into thinking that you're not being clear. (laughs) Oh, damn. I love it. (laughs) Hot take, bitch. (laughs) So he says, basically, there isn't anything that he doesn't love about Tessa and like don't forget my mom wasn't a nephilim either so like clearly that's not super important to me and when he saw tessa change into the angel it was glorious and he compares tessa's powers um to a miracle of earth like fire or wildflowers or the breadth of the sea she's unique in the world um as she is in his heart and she he would love her even if she wasn't part shadow hunter okay Mm -hmm. And Tessa's like, yeah. <laughs> How about now? Yeah. Well, like, I okay, like so- them apples. <laughs> Applesauce, bitch. I get how at first Tessa might be a little hesitant to believe him because of what he said, like, way back at the end of book one. Mm-hmm. Right? She has the, yeah. The whole thing. But, like, also, so much has happened. Like, she found out that he was in a curse, and then she accepted that he loved her, and then she loved him, and then they, she got engaged to his best friend, and all, all of the stuff, and then they, they screwed in the cave, and, like, <laughs> you can't still be hung up on that That's thing fair. that he said to try to push you away, and you know that he tried to push you away. Plus... His relationship with Magnus, like, you know he doesn't care about that stuff. So, like, it feels weird, to Robin's point, it feels weird that she's purposely, like, not getting it. Uh-huh. Or, like, I she's like, like I'm going to punish you about it. really mm-hmm. hurtful. And it might be hard to get over something like that a little bit. Which, I mean, I, I, could, I could agree with you on that mm-hmm. point. But it seems, and I guess they're not emotionally mature as yeah. we are but I just like look I know that you mean this and this but like that still really hurts me even if you didn't mm-hmm. mean it you saying those words to me hurts me so I just need to make sure that yeah. you know for this one last time like this is for real mm-hmm. and that would have seemed more like a natural conversation than just pretending that she's either mad or confused that's fair yeah In my, just, but again they're it feels 19, like she 18. she already did the work to get over that you know what I mean like they both already did the work to get over that and found a new place together and then it's like what what's happening I don't don't and then he's like why you gotta bring up old shit you do this every time we argue I think the question like my husband right I think her question would have been more like her questioning would have been more valid if it was more about are you sure that like you're cool with the whole I still love your best friend. Like, I feel like that is more of the issue versus are you okay that I'm a warlock? Clearly he does not care. He has not shown any, he has not at all cared at all. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. And treated you exactly the same as, you Mm -hmm. know, whatever, since basically he was uncursed. interesting sorry i keep interrupting you i apologize no it's fine that's completely fine so tessa takes what he says clearly i don't know she's just like well i'm happy that i am like half shadow hunter because that means i get to stay at the institute with my chosen family and she i i really i'm so sorry i don't she either says this out loud or it's an internal thought 
But basically, we find out that Charlotte let her know that she could even drop the gray. Like, she could cease to be Tessa Gray. And she could go by Starkweather, which is her, like, her true shadow hunter name that mm-hmm. she would have got from her mother. And Will says, and I quote, of course you can have a true shadow hunter name. You can have mine. And Tessa, I'm sure, is a one million percent, like, she is not pulling a Robin embellishment on this, but it's, like, ten times funnier. Um, So I'm going to read it like she is. <laughs> Your name? What? Have your name? <laughs> okay. She's not doing that. It is not on that tone, but that's what's happening because it's funnier. So Will walks over to her and takes off her glove and like it specifically says he puts it in his pocket, which I think that's also just the detail and holds her hand. And he says, quote, marry me. He said, marry me, Tess, Ugh. marry me and be Tessa Herondale. Or be Tessa Gray, or be whatever you wish to call yourself, but marry me and stay with me and never leave me, for I cannot bear another day of my life to go by that does not have you in it. His, like, there's, like, action, like, he's doing stuff, and then there's his dialogue continues. Jem told me what Ragnar Fell said about my father, Will went on, that for my father, there was only ever one woman he loved, and it was her for him or nothing. You are that for me I love you and I will only ever love you until I die that's what he says and she replies with his name so she's like Will and his mind starts racing and he's like was that too much like you know how I am with words which is clearly good with words like you wrote Mm -hmm. that stuff in the book Mm -hmm. and um, I have to finish this out so here we go I recall what you said to me once Will went on That words have the power to change us. Your words have changed me, Tess. They have made me a better man that I would have been otherwise. Life is a book. and There are a thousand pages I have not yet read. I would read them together with you as many as I can before I die. And he's like, life's a garden. Dig it. (laughs) Hang in there with a cat on the wall. Yep. So Tessa puts her hand on his heart, which is in the middle of his chest. Uh, right actually technically anatomically and she says that she only wished he would stop speaking of dying which I agree Uh and she knows how he is with words and she loves all of them and she loves him but she wants him to hold his words for a minute because she has something to say okay I just want to say she can think of all the things that she didn't say when his intentions weren't clear and she remembers him coming into the drawing room and telling her that he loved her it was one of the hardest things she had to do to send him away and she remembers all of the sweet things he has said to her and that she won't ever forget them and there are so many things that she wants to say to him and she hopes that they'll have the rest of their lives to say them to each other and um (laughs) One million percent, Sophie's proposal was better. Yes. Just hot take, potentially hot take. Yes. Could be. I'm... The, I get it. I I get it. But the you can have my last name is such a fucking tired ass pickup line. Yeah. Like. Well, you were saying she might have been thinking it internally. She must not have been if if he said that. 
but right. she's finally getting a shadow hunt not finally but like she gets she's getting what she wants and I took my husband's last name I'm not saying don't do it but like you're already ready to take it away from her <laughs> <laughs> I I guess I'm I'm here's the here's the thing here's what's happening this May coming up I'm gonna be married for 10 years it's okay? gonna be 10 nice. years it's a decade Okay, we've been together for over a decade. I am an old middle-aged woman, and I am <laughs> cynical. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, dude, why? Like, we get it, we get it. Okay, they like to read and they like books and words and words and words. But like, nobody actually talks like this. Mm-hmm. Not even in Victorian England. This is not like. Maybe they do. Maybe I'm wrong. What do I know? I'm just. I'm not. In, I'm. It's tired. And it's I so, like Sophie's better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It to, to me, it seems like they're putting like, this is like, the, it's an act. It's like, this is what I'm going to say because I want to mm-hmm. like look smart and do this because I like this guy. Yep. And he's like, this is what I'm going to say because I want to look smart and act cool because I like this girl. And it's like, it doesn't seem true mm-hmm. to, you know, I don't know. I'm rambling now. They're both a little pretentious. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's it. That's it. (laughs) You've hit the hammer on the head, my love. So basically what happens is he's like, so you're saying there's a chance. Okay. (laughs) And obviously I'm just kidding. Tess accepts the proposal and they hold each other. They say a smooch under the snow and somehow she can hear the music coming out of the windows. And it was just perfect, perfect, perfect. Oh, yeah. I forgot they were still outside. That's yeah. good. For some reason, I was imagining them in the middle of the ballroom during this. So oh, they're cold that's in the nice. snow. Yeah, that's right. And then there's a break, literally a break on the page later. And we're in the crypt with Charlotte, Henry, Cecily, Tessa, Will, and fucking Gabriel. And the kids are gra- gathered for a super secret trip home to the Welsh countryside. And Cecily is super excited, of course. So And she's cute. like, guys, how lucky are we <laughs> that our badass motherfucker of a matriarch, Charlotte, is now the real deal head bitch in charge for all the nephews. And we can totally portal back to see our bio parents anytime we want. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Charlotte sets her back down to reality and she's like, remember, you know, super secret. We can't let everyone know that I allowed you to break the law. Okay, that's just not happening here. (laughs) Then the Herondale siblings start arguing about whether or not Gabriel should be allowed to join. (laughs) And like, this feels real. Okay, this is Will. That's not, I don't know. Anyway, uh, (laughs) Will wants the room to know that Tessa is going so his parents can meet his fiancée. And Cecily, like, her, like, reason to refute the argument is saying that, like, maybe she and Gary Burrell might get married someday. <laughs> and he's, like, physically, like, swallows. <laughs> like, he's like, oh. <laughs> and then she tricks Will into, like, agreeing and dropping it by saying, like, so are you counseling me to marry a man that my parents haven't even met yet? Is that what you're telling me to do here? <laughs> so cute and it's just chef's kiss i love her and tessa is like i like i like the way that she manages you (laughs) she's like i'm taking notes 
Yeah. <laughs> it's just funny. And so then Henry is like, okay, guys, portal's ready. Like, meet like meet promptly in one hour, and I'm going to open it so you can come back. So they have one hour. Then he's going to turn into a pumpkin. <laughs> and Charlotte once more reminds them. She's like, okay, just one just, just so you know, this is a one-shot campaign, okay? <laughs> Do not get too attached to your characters. One time. And Cecily gets her little doe eyes on and asks if that means, like, does that mean we won't even get to see them on Christmas? <laughs> Cecily. And Charlotte's like, oh, well, perhaps Christmas. Like, it's special. <laughs> and Tessa's like, uh, yeah, birthdays are special, too. <laughs> you guys. Just teaming up on her. Mondays. Super yeah. cool days. Now, unless you're Garfield, then you hate Mondays. <laughs> <sighs> I just love that a cat can hate the dance. It's <laughs> <is> so funny. He's <laughs> the coolest cat. Although he's really mean to Odie, and I don't like that. that okay, <laughs> sorry, sorry. Robin's wow. tired. She's been up too late. Okay, Henry's like, go through the portal, get going. And I'm pretty sure this is Tessa's first, like, conscious portal trip. And she handles it pretty well. Um, and they're like, she makes it through. And I could be crossing, like, port keys with portals, thinking that she's supposed to be sick with it in my fantasy brain. I don't know. But they're standing in front of Ravenscar Manor. And so they, like, knock on the door, and it echoes in the valley because snow is, like, dampering sound. And Tessa touches Will's wrist, and she's like, be brave. It's not a duck, is it? (laughs) (laughs) And then a parlor maid answers the door, which I thought they were, like, down and out with money. But, like, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Like, how do you have a parlor maid if you had to, I don't know, she came with a house, I guess? There's only two of them, like. Yeah. Right. Well, the house might exactly. make money. Yeah. Yeah. Either okay. way, this woman recognizes Cecily. Okay. And then she looks at Will and she like covers her mouth and runs into the house. And as far as I'm considered, she's running like Naruto style. She's just her arms are out straight like that. <laughs> <laughs> and Will tells Tessa that like, she's like, see, look, I have this effect on women. I probably should have like warned you before you agreed to marry me. And Tessa's like, I can still change my mind. And he's like, you better not. And then, like, as they're having that conversation, two people appear in the doorway. And we're in Tessa's pub. So she's like, the man is tall. He has fair hair and, like, light eyes. And the women, the woman, it's only one. So it's not blockbusters. It's not women. <laughs> um, she has dark black hair and Will and Cecily's blue eyes. And she, like, cries out when she sees them and, like, Tessa like lets go of Will's hand and um, she's like go on so Will's mother obviously is hugging him and saying like I knew you'd come back and then um, she like starts in on Welsh which of course Tessa doesn't know so like we don't get to know what's happening and then Tessa and Gabriel are kind of standing outside (laughs) like the third wheels they are in this moment Mm -hmm. And then Tessa lets go of his mom and introduced Tessa as his betrothed. That's not what he says, but I think it's funny. And then um, Will's mom is like, ooh. And then, like, the dad, like, <laughs> side-eyes Gabriel. He's like, who's this fucking guy? <laughs> he had the same thought Will 
Like, why is he here? Who's this fucking goon? (laughs) (laughs) So Will introduces him as Cecily's friend, Mr. Gabriel Lightworm. (laughs) I just can't. I can't. So Gabriel like reaches out to shake his hand and he's like, wait a minute. It's Lightwood. (laughs) Cecily's like, well. And Tessa, this is the last quoteth of the book, but unless I quote like the epilogue. Tessa went to do the same, but quote, it was too late. She was already laughing. End scene. Fin. Finito. Done. And I know there's some crazy people in this world that open up the back of the book and like read the last like sentence or like whatever before they read the whole book. Okay. Gross. And I was just thinking like that would be that would be it. That would be the last mm-hmm. line in the book. It's weird. And then you go back and then you're like, how does it how do we get here? What happens? Uh-huh. And um, I don't know why I had to bring that up, but I did. So I like it. Listen, ladies and germs, make sure that you've read the epilogue and the short story on the bridge for next week's episode, which I think there will be a link in the description of this episode for the on the bridge short story. Okay, we we can change our thing on our Instagram to the website for this week. Yep, we can do that. Cool. Okay, for behind-the-scenes content and the latest updates, check us out on Instagram at Podcast. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.